Yeah, so please don't fart at dinner, Ezra. <laughs> yeah, so please. You know, all those vegetarian meals, man. You eat four meals, it gets a little gassy. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high performance results in your business. Welcome back to Think, Act, Get. Uh, Ezra Firestone here, and as always, my co-host, James Shramko. James, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ezra. How are you? I'm um, great, and I think you're going to love the topic we have today because it's a topic that's near and dear to both of our hearts for different reasons, uh, and that topic is community. So what role does it play in your business and your life? How are you participating, and how can you use it to your advantage? Nice. Yeah, that's a great topic. I mean, we do live in a society, and isn't it interesting, uh, you know, I sit here by myself a lot of the time out here on the farm. However, I'm always connected to communities online because, you know, probably 10 years ago, we didn't really have access to all of our friends and stuff. And with things like Facebook coming online, then now all all the oldies are hooking up with their old school friends and all the young people can chat with each other. I think we're all kind of connecting up again, but in a different format perhaps than when you grew up in the hippie community. Exactly. And I think that we're the first generation of people who have instant access to the rest of the world. It like immediate. We can snap our fingers and be in touch with anyone anywhere at the click of a button. And it's just like, it's the single biggest advantage, in my opinion, that people have in their lives and in their business is this ability to be connected to groups of people. And groups are powerful. With groups come support. You know, people in groups become your customers. You become their customers. You do deals. Like I think that groups and leveraging groups of all kinds, uh, which is what we're going to talk about in this episode, is one of the most beneficial things that you can do for yourself if you're looking to grow in any area. And again, Think, Act, Get is about mindset, behavior, and results. And groups help with that. Nice. Well, I think we've covered the topic of uh, communication before. So I guess communication must come from uh, community somehow. There's, they're somehow linked. If you're a good communicator, then community is going to be your best weapon, uh, your best asset in having a rich and full life because you can actually select which communities you want to be a part of in some cases. And then there's other ones that you're a part of just by the fact that you were born. Uh, you know, like if you could be born into a family community, but then as adults, we get to choose, you know, where we want to spend our time or invest our time. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about some of the different, I know you participate in so many different communities and I'm wondering some of the different types of communities that you participate in, like forums and paid, paid memberships and meetups and sort of the different, um, different types of communities that you use in your life and in your business life and what they're good for and why you use those different channels, so to speak. I place a pretty heavy value on my time because when your time is up, you're dead, right? So time equals life is the simple formula. That means I want to spend time with people who are useful in some way or interesting or engaging. Now, when I started online, I was involved in some of the free communities, but I quickly learned that by joining paid communities, you get a better level of peer group. See, when there's a low barrier to entry like a free community, you can get all sorts of people. And aside from Facebook, the free forums had a lot of noise and a lot of volume, but it was it was sort of uh, 
that thing where you become like the people you hang around with. I didn't really like some of the communities, but the the more you invest in a paid community, the better the community is. And uh, there's probably no better example than the two that I've created, the Silver Circle, which is a community of people like you and uh, other Ezra types, people who have high-level thinking and, and a high value in yourself. And then there's Fast Web Formula, where I have around about 600 people at time of recording in a paid community. They pay somewhere around $79 a month. And those people are very committed and focused because they're invested in it. And they have, by way of price filtering, they're already a step above that free community level. So what I do is I seek out paid communities. I'm a member of a couple of Facebook groups that are adjuncts or add-ons to paid memberships. I joined a uh, blogging, paid blogging course, and that enabled me to access other people who had paid. And I think that was around $600. So you get a good person in there who's focused and motivated and exactly the right sort of person for me to have as either a peer or as a customer. And of course, for a customer acquisition strategy, if you can go and fish where the fish are, it makes sense. You know, and this professor of anthropology taught me when I was uh, selling Mercedes-Benz, he said the reason our species is so successful over the smarter and taller and stronger ones that lived on the planet at the same time as us is because we knew to go down to the watering hole at dusk where we could spear the animals because they come to drink. So if, if you want to sell more, find out where your customers are hanging out. And I can tell you a paid community or group. Uh, the other one that I'm involved with is a $2,000 group. And another one that I'm involved with is an invitation only group. So if you can go somewhere where there are filters in place, you will find a better breed. Absolutely. I think that masterminds and paid communities, in fact, I know, have been the, one of the if not the single biggest source of revenue gains and re and relationships I've created, they've all come out of these masterminds and these groups and events. And so I created a meetup event here in New York City. And the reason why I created it was because I want to be relating with the other people in New York, in my city, who are marketing, who are entrepreneurs, who are business owners, who are in the same kind of thing that I'm into. And I just had my last meeting my, my first meetup, rather, last week, and we had 65 people come, and I, I had lunch with a couple guys right after, and it was sort of the – it was exactly what I've been trying to create because now here I am having lunch with them, and, and they were asking, well, can we come to this group, and can we talk to people about what we sell and our businesses, and do you mind if we talk to people about an event that we're putting on? And what I was communicated to these dudes was like, look, by showing up at this event, by talking to people, by offering your services and products, by inviting people to your events, you are participating exactly the way that I want you to participate because as the – like that's what happens in a group is people make relationships. You know, you and I met at the bar at a different event. So it's like it's really good and there's multiple ways to participate. And what you want to ask yourself is – what groups are you participating in in your life and in your business? And what is your role in those groups? You know, James, you just released a blog post about about getting real. And I really liked it because I think that's a good point that it when you're putting yourself out there, the best way to do it is to be your authentic self. And I think you can articulate that a little bit better. Well, I think what happens then is if you are prepared to be a little bit vulnerable, you will attract the people who are near and dear to you. And the, the, the thing that triggered that one was I put out, you know, I went out and I, I got myself a stand-up desk. I was really excited because 
you know, they don't sell stand-up desks in Australia. I love them. And, you know, we'll have to talk about health at some point. Uh, but in terms of you know, thinking and acting and getting better results. I know that if you stand up instead of sit down, you can live an extra couple of years longer. It's like sitting at a desk is the new smoking, right? So anyway, I bought a breakfast bar from the furniture shop, which is, you know, my stand-up desk, stainless steel top. I was so excited. I came home. I uh, put on my red T-shirt. I filmed a little video saying, I've got this stand-up desk and I'm going to be making you really cool videos. And some guy commented on my post and said, hey, you know, stop wearing $2 t-shirts and you should shave. (laughs) And so here's what happened though. The community sort of rallied around that and I got inspired by that. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to ask my community, should I shave and should I wear fancy shirts? What, What do you think? And I had over 300 comments, Ezra, 300 just some people reading my little blog post about whether I should shave or not. But I opened up my vulnerability. I even put a little picture of me topless. So, so listener, if you do go to the uh, should you shave or not post on superfastbusiness.com, just be warned. There's a shot of me without any top on. And you're looking good. I got to say that swimming you've been doing or whatever it is, man. <laughs> yeah, well, the stand-up desk, baby. So, uh, you know, the community rallied around that idea and they took over. And I mean, they they told this guy, you know, if you don't like it, buzz off. Uh, but the guy had a good point. I know from the result of that is I am a little bit extra scruffy than what I should be. So I'll shave a little more and I'll make sure that if I do wear a shirt that has a print that happens to be brown, that people might be confused and think that that's like a poo stain or something. But I swear to God, it's just a print. But you don't think about these things when when you are, uh, you know, when I'm doing wardrobe here. I I don't have a wardrobe department. I don't do makeup. I just film in whatever I'm wearing. And that's the point. Yeah. And you probably you spent most of your life in a suit. You know, from the time I was nine through to thirty six, I wore a suit and a tie. And you know what? I don't want to wear a suit and a tie while I'm sitting here on the farm. It's just not thing. But I, anyway, I have to have to basically take into account what's best for my community and how do I be myself without upsetting people who come and see my videos for the very first time and think this guy's unshaven. I can't trust anything he's saying. So you know, we got there, but the community rallied behind it. I even went into Fast Web Formula and said, "Hey, what do you think of this post?" And and people went in there. Now, on a related matter. Some guy joined my community yesterday and he posted a question which was very vague and after a couple of hours, no one answered it and then his next post was, how do I cancel? And the whole community just said, are you kidding? You've just he- been here for five minutes and you want to cancel? What kind of attitude's that? And they, you know, there was two pages of comments before I was able to get in there and and answer this guy but the community... It's a perpetually living organism that will move and survive like a culture and you can't actually completely control a community. The community is bigger than just one person and that's the thing that I find fascinating about communities and as a community builder and a participant in the community, there are certain things you can do to lead a community but you can never own a community. Absolutely. And I think that the goal with a community and with a group has to be um, you have to switch from the goal of selling to the goal of serving. And I just want to say quickly on that, the getting real part and being yourself, you know, there's doing that and then there's taking it to an extreme. So 
you want to cater to people's conditioning. You want to cater to their stable data, meaning the conditioning that they've picked up in their lives. Like you're not going to just go fart at dinner because that's not nice and people don't like it. And so, you know, it's okay to shave a little bit and like be a bit more presentable if that's what's being requested of you. And I don't think that actually devalues you in any way. But I do think that putting on an extra fancy shirt just to look good that doesn't feel good and doesn't feel authentic to you will actually not serve you and will hinder you. Um, yeah, so please don't fart at dinner. As yeah, well. please. You know, all those vegetarian <laughs> meals, man. You eat four meals. It gets a little gassy. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, what I want to say about stand-up desks is I've been using the stand-up desk model um, for about a year now, and I love it. And anyone in the States, and I don't know if they have Ikea in Australia, but if you have an Ikea, Ikea makes these really beautiful glass desks. But the mouse doesn't work on them. Oh, that's why you get a trackpad. No, I don't use a trackpad, man. I go, I go raw. I've got, I make sure the desk surface will handle a mouse without any extra stuff. Like stainless steel works fine with a mouse, and my my desktop. My point is, IKEA's got good options that are that are pretty cheap, and you can mount your computer screens right against the wall or put them on little stands. And I'll take a little picture and and post it next to this post. I've got like a little workstation here with these two monitors that come out and go all crazy. Um, but one other thing on this whole community thing that that I think is important to look at, and I'll tell you a little story about it, is you should look at what groups you're in that might not be good for you. And so. I met my wife in a Bikram yoga room and Bikram yoga is like this type, she's the teacher. Um, this was, I don't know, six years ago now. Uh, it's the type of yoga that's done in a 105 degree room and it's like really intense and it's sort of militant and you do the same 26 postures every single time and you're looking at yourself in a mirror and it has its place and it's wonderful and it's great, but it, the, it really builds a very strong community of really intense people, uh, who come to do Bikram yoga because it's a very intense thing and it served me really well and I love my time as Bikram Yogi, but what we noticed was that we came we came to the realization at one point that we had no friends who were not from this community. Every friend that we had that we related with in any way was part of this community. And at that point, it was like, well, are we kind of part of a cult? Like it was kind of, it just got to be a bit of an unhealthy relationship with that community and we didn't have any diversity. And so we decided to kind of take a step back from it. So I think it's important to look at the groups that you're in and which ones are serving you and how you're participating in those groups. And the ones that aren't serving you, it's okay to step back from them. And we have the option to be a part of so many groups, you know, your yoga community, your gym communities, your business and, and marketing communities, your Facebook and online forum communities. There's just so many different types of communities to participate in. I think you can be a member of too many communities, though. Yes, I think you get – well, I don't think you can be a member of too many. I think you can lose your focus if you're trying to do a million things. But I think you know, you're, you're going to be a part of a certain amount of communities. It just depends on how active you are. Like for me right now – I'm a part of less communities because I don't have to leave the house for work, right? I've got my whole workstation set up here in house. So I'm a part of a, a million different masterminds and communities online and all that kind of stuff. But actually real world physical communities, I've got like two or three because when I go out, it's very deliberate. <laughs> well, I'm a member of a few communities. But one thing I've done in the last year is I've actively sought out new communities to participate in. And it's been very, very encouraging for my business. One of them was the podcasting community. I became friends with Dan Andrews from Lifestyle Business Podcast. You have to say it, business. 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 They sample my voice. They actually mock me on most episodes, but I'll still talk about them here. But that community, and they also have their own forum, 
um, has a few other podcasters. They've got AdSense Flippers and Chris Ducker and uh, Tim Connolly. And through through that network, I've been able to reach out into all of those new fields and find new customers, but also share my information to new people. But I, I've also joined several other communities and just sort of brought in a new influx of customers and experiences. So I'm learning new things and I'm finding my way with the different communities. And it's it's just enriching. So if you yeah, if you're a little bit stuck or if you're too bored, then break out and find a new community. Actively seek one. I tell you what, you'd love to uh, check out that video that I made with my brother-in-law Manu. He was in the Indian Olympic team uh, for gymnastics, and he's he was you know born and bred in India and like a seriously full-on yoga dude and uh he actually came around and we put my stand-up desk on the front garden and i filmed him doing stand-up desk yoga so if you if you want the yoga you can do with your stand-up desk i swear this is up there on superfastbusiness.com already stand up stand-up desk yoga it's up there another tip is that if you if you're not sure about what communities to join or you don't know very many all you need is one person to introduce you to people. So like, for example, you can email us. Um, you can email me, Ezra at Smart Marketer. You can email James. Um, and, and I'll put you in touch with some online business communities if you're interested. I'll show you some Facebook groups. Like you just need, it, it, usually there's one person. If you guys have ever read any of the Malcolm Gladwell books, he's got a book called, um, the out, no, no, it's Blink. I think it's Blink. Blink is that one where he talks about connectors and mavens and all these different types of people. And generally there's one person like Might James. Be tipping point. Ah, uh, it was the tipping point. Yeah, that's one, one, the one that it was. Um, good on you. James is a connector. I don't know how many people you've connected me to now, but a whole bunch. Our buddy, our mutual friend, Keith Baxter, is a connector. Through Keith Baxter, in the last year, I've made 60% of my relationships. So I think like you just only ever need to find one good person, and, and I'm happy to um, be that person for Wasn't you. Wasn't Keith Baxter in the porno market? Is he in the porno market? Used to be. Really? Well, that's not how I know. <laughs> I'm sure he used to do um, all those seedy traffic. What sort of connections is he making for you? At, through his mastermind. Keith has an SEO mastermind. And through that mastermind, I met Dory Friend and I went and spoke at Dory's event. And through Dory's event, I met a bunch of people. So I, it's been a really good connection for me. Anyways, it's not, not from the porn industry, I'll tell you that much. So, <laughs> And uh, uh, by the way, big shout out to Keith Baxter, who is an awesome guy. Actually, I'm helping him set up a podcast at the moment. Really? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude. I'll be seeing him down in Austin next month. Uh, shout out to Back's Daddy Dog. Um, I was going to say have a nice big Texas ribs uh, on, on me, but I don't think that's practical for you if you're a vegetarian. Well, I have, I have Tibbs, the tofu ribs. <laughs> no way. Tibbs, no. <laughs> I'm not really in the whole vegan market, th- but, but that is hilarious. We've got all kinds of stuff, man. <laughs> Tofu, bacon, I don't even know. There's all kinds of fake meat products out there. I got to tell you, on bacon, I got to tell you this story about, I had this lovely guy who used to work for me called Ozel. He's Turkish and uh, Muslim. And he used to be a, a concierge at the hotel down the road. And I hired him to come and work at Mercedes-Benz. But when he applied for the job, he told me that uh, never order food after after the kitchen closes like don't order in a hotel after midnight or whatever because they it's anyone who's working in the building is going to be making that food like the security guard or the concierge or whatever 
And being Muslim, he did not know that you have to cook the bacon for a bacon lettuce tomato sandwich. And one day someone complained that the bacon was raw. Um, and this was after he'd been doing it for a year and a half. Oh, my God. So, I know. And and this and this is, you know, they're obviously they were all drunk or something when they sent it up. But and so that's just a little side tip on bacon there. Don't order the bacon lettuce tomato sandwich after midnight in a hotel. Well, you just don't know who's who's making it. If the kitchen's closed, you know it's it's just whoever's on deck. Well, let's hit up an let's hit up an Anthony Bourdain kitchen confidential for anyone who's interested in the in the um, restaurant and chef business. It's a this is an absolute must read book by Anthony Bourdain. It's his first book called Kitchen Confidential. And one of the tips he gives you is when you go to a restaurant, check the bathroom. If they cannot keep their bathroom clean, they're not keeping their kitchen clean. That is a great tip. See, I wouldn't have expected to pick up a tip like that. On a show like this. So we are now into the next stage in our podcast, James, which is what? This is the weekly willpower. Widger. Widger. <laughs> so here's what we want you to do this week. We want you to identify what communities that you are a part of in your life and in your business and do one thing for one of your communities each day. That could mean attending a yoga class, participating in a forum, responding to a Facebook group, having a call with someone from that community to talk shop, whatever it is, participate in some way each day for the next seven days and 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 take a look at what result that's getting you in your life and what benefit you're getting from participating in that community. And I want to give an example of, uh, I, I'm part of a mastermind and this mastermind didn't have a Skype group and it didn't have an email listserv. And those are two things that I thought would be um, really, uh, would, would help and support the, the mastermind in, in, in being a better tool for all of us and have us all be more connected because it's one of these groups that we only meet once or twice a year. And so I was like, hey guys, I'd love to start a Skype group for us and run our email listserv. And now everyone's in that Skype group every day. So I was able to add value in that way. So you also want to look at not just participating, but ways that ways that you think that the group would be more fun or more useful to you. It's probably going to make the group more fun and more useful to other people as well. So don't be afraid to go out and uh, and, and add those in. Be the catalyst for creating those in your groups. Yeah. And so how I do this is I have a little checklist on my whiteboard, which I love. You know, I love my whiteboards. And it's got, it's, it says daily and it's got FB which is for Facebook. It's got Twitter, forums, and blogs. So that's my little reminder to go out and on Facebook, down the left-hand tab, you can see the groups you're involved in. So I click on each group, scan some posts, and comment on someone's post and try and add value for them. And then on Twitter, I'll just go and check my replies and make sure that I'm responding to people who... Uh, responding to me and quite often I'll see that I've picked up new people from a podcast I may have appeared on. Forums, well obviously I have my own forums but I'm also a member of other paid forums. Remember the best people are in paid communities and blog. That's where you can actually participate in blog communities. If you have someone who you like to follow, like say you like thinkatget.com and there's a wild thing to imagine. If you went to thinkatget.com and posted a comment or a Facebook uh, comment on one of the posts, then you'd be interacting with us and we'd be interacting with you and you're now part of the Think, Act, Get community. And you know, in a year or two from now, we might have a Think, Act, Get uh, meetup or a live event and there'll be other people who are all attracted for the same reason. But for whatever reason, 
and only you would know why you might you like the show for example i know my mother-in-law valerie likes the show big shout out to val so that's just that's uh, forming a community and then uh, finding other people with like interests and i want to say that i think that's a really good tip because if you comment on thinkactget.com I will comment. I will. I go through. I read every one of those, and I respond. And so, if there's people that you're following that you like, and you comment, more likely than not, they're going to comment back, and you're now in a conversation with someone who you think is cool. And I do this. I do this. I go, and I, I'll tell you what else. That thing that you're doing on Facebook really works because there's a group that we're both in um, that uh, half the posts it seems like they mention you because you're in there so much. People are like, "Oh yeah, Shrammy for this or Shrammy for that." They don't call you Shrammy. No, but- I think they they call me Shramco. <laughs> Now, on the side of uh, Think Act Get is a little tab. It says send voice message. Another way you could participate in the community is you could click on that and you could leave a message that we can then play back on the show and then all of our listeners will be able to hear your message and you are now getting known to the community and that might lead to people interacting with you on Facebook or certainly Ezra will pay big attention to it and I will as well. You know, If someone takes the time to leave a message on our own show, then you're starting to get involved in that. So there's a few suggestions on how you can be interactive in your community. That's awesome. And that brings us to news and updates. So what do we have going on this week, James? Well, something I thought was pretty cool is that we hit number three in the Australian business iTunes charts this week off the first three episodes uh, at the time of publishing. And I expect I'm going to make a good go at getting us to the top position in the next week or two. And when I say I, I mean the listeners because it's measured, I think, somehow around download frequency. So thank you for subscribing to Think, Act, Get in your smartphone or your iTunes device. You can actually subscribe to receive each new episode as it gets uploaded automatically so that you can listen to us whilst walking the dog, uh, catching a bus to work or whatever you do. I'd love to know where you're listening to Think, Act, Get and, and I certainly want to say thank you so much for putting that show right up there into the new business section that we're aiming for and it's very exciting to see that sort of traction on a new podcast that's awesome you just sent me that screenshot from my trophy wall before this uh before we got on recording so i'm excited about that and i do appreciate everyone listening as well what have you been up to ezra well, I've got some new stuff happening over at Smart Marketer. I've just been getting, you know, since this event and, and so many, I'm getting so many requests for services. I do reputation management. I do AdWords management. I do Facebook ads for events and e-commerce store build outs for people and analytics and systems integrations. I have all these people who want these services from me and I've been kind of doing them as a one-off. Okay, I'll build your platform for you or I'll have my team manage your AdWords account or we'll set up your Facebook ads for your event. And so I've decided it's time to open a services division and really clarify what services I'd like to offer and lay them all out so that you can expect that coming from me shortly, uh, services on Smart Marketer. And the other thing that I think is cool and that I will mention is that Fast Web Formula dates, Fast Web Formula 4 at the time of this recording, the dates have been announced June 12th through 14th, or what is it, June 13th and 14th, actually. You're right. You, got the, you have the inside run. There's a secret silver circle day on the 12th. But if we don't mention on the podcast, no one will ever know. But for Fast Web Formula members, June the 13th and 14th, 2013, in Sydney, two days. Uh, Ezra's coming. I'll be there. We're actually going to record a Think Act Get podcast live. That will be cool. 
That'll be really fun, and we'll do some we'll do some fun videos for you guys as well. Um, and it's just going to be such a cool event. I mean, Sydney. If you've never been to Sydney, if Sydney was not in Sydney, I would live in Australia. Sydney, Australia, is a mix between New York City and Hawaii. It's got like the biz, the buildings, and the and the the buzz and the activity and the energy of New York City, and then the laid back sort of surfer hippy dippy uh, feel of Hawaii. And it's just like the coolest combination of energies in one place on the planet. And uh, we seriously considered moving to Australia for a while, but it's just a bit too far removed from most of our communities, so we, we didn't go for it. Let's join a new community, Ezra. I think there's some hippie communes up on the north coast somewhere. Yeah, go check them out. Maybe check out the Red Center. <laughs> now, if you want to find out about the event, you can go to fwf4.com, and that will take you to the live event page. Fast Web Formula 4, I hope to see you there. Uh, next, we've got our comments. We had we had a big debate. in the, Speaking of Fast Web Formula, there was a big debate in the forum uh, about our show. Some people love it. Some people, you know, most most everyone was giving us positive feedback. But there were a few people who were like, yeah, that guy's a little bit too, you know, hippy-dippy. And, you know, I think this is the point. People were comparing this this show, Think I Get, to James's other podcast, Freedom Ocean. Well, I was actually comparing it. <laughs> I said, I said, if you like the other one, uh, Freedom Ocean, then you'd probably like this one. And uh, I deliberately did that. I wanted to, I wanted people to have an opinion and to to say what they like and what they don't like. And of course, we can't be everything to everyone. But I like this show, and I like you, Ezra. So don't worry. Oh no, I'm not worried, man. I think this is the point. We're causing a conversation. We're being a bit controversial. Like we, this is exactly how we want people to participate in the communities that we're in. We want them to be opinionated and tell us what they think. And so, on that uh, note, Mitch said, "I enjoyed the dynamics and balance of James and Ezra in all three of the first podcasts. The mindset component is huge. They complemented each other really well. Steadied my mindset, especially when dealing with all of the opposition from close-minded people who are outside trying." To to teach this new technology. Looking forward to more, especially an episode on time management. Great stuff. Thanks, James and Ezra. Okay, Mitch. Cool. We will we will talk about time. I noted uh, in the next show notes or one of the next shows that we talk about. I'll throw that in there. Yeah, and I, I want to point out that Ezra sets the uh, show notes here, so you get, have a good chat to Ezra if you want a thing to come up. The way this works is we log on at the same time each week to record the show, and. Ezra has prepped the show notes and I have no idea about the topic until we record. So I'm spontaneous. <laughs> it's so impressive. Well, I'm not saying this to impress you. I'm saying it to ease my uh, lack of professionalism, uh, to <laughs> make sure people realize that uh, you know we don't plan or scheme this out in any great depth. And also, they may not be aware, it's, a, it's your very, very first podcast, and I think you are just doing a stunning job of it. You're really showing me up. I, I should know way better <laughs> by this stage. Oh, man. I like to talk, and I think you like to talk too, and I think it's just a good combo. And uh, speaking of podcasts, I'm really sold on them now. I just think they're the coolest. I think they're the, just the coolest thing since sliced bread. The cat's pajamas, as I like to say. Well, you were asking before the show when we just hopped on whether we should be videoing this stuff. And my gut feel is that audio is a great medium and will get more and more popular. The, the, in fact, the less time that people have, I think the more accessible audio becomes. I'd love to know what listeners think. If you if you think that you'd like to, to look at me and Ezra, uh, I can describe it for you. We have the same microphone 
and uh, Ezra's the one with the beanie, and I'd be the one with the very, very short haircut. Uh, so that's what it would look like. Do you need to see us, or are you happy just to listen to us? Let us know, yes or no. That'd be fantastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, here we are to think about it. The quote of the day. James, you have two quotes today, two to choose from, or you could do both. Okay. Uh, so... Let's go with, uh, I cannot give you the formula for success, but I can give you the formula for failure, which is try to please everyone. And this is just so relevant for me lately, having polarized my audience a little bit, uh, you know, shave or not shave was a classic example. This quote's by Herbert B. Swope. I think the thing is just to be clear on who you are and what you stand for and just put it out there and accept that. You can't have light without shade. For everyone you make happy or excited, there'll be someone who doesn't resonate with it and sometimes they'll tell you. In fact, I went to a dinner last night and a, a lady, uh, I was describing a change that I was making in my business and she said that I need to sit down with someone and have them simplify it for me. And I was horribly offended by that because I had just told her what I was going to do. I'd already sat down with myself and figured it out with all of the context that was required to make that decision, being that it is my business and I have access to all the data and I have the full back history of how it got created and I also know where I want to go. Now, she had none of that. She didn't know where it came from. She didn't know where it was going. She didn't know my motivation. She didn't know any of the stats, but she was highly opinionated uh, in directing me on what I must do and I called her on it. So I know I probably didn't please her with my answer, but my instant reaction, it's, it's just I don't like being directed uh, around my own stuff. And if she's not happy with what I do, I can live with that because I have to be happy with what I do on my own business. And ultimately, if I'm happy, then I'm happy. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's one of the things that I respect most about you is that you will tell it how it is. You are not going to sugarcoat something to make someone feel better and not give them the straight and narrow about what's going on. This is you know, uh, talking about the second point of, of what, uh, not your quote, but how you handled that situation. And I think it's important. And I think it's something that not everyone will do. You know, a lot of people, particularly in our community, in our industry, would rather just you know, feed you um, sort of fairy tales, for lack of a better word, to try to sell you stuff. And I think that's really cool. Well, in, and, and as it turned out, when I explained to her my thoughts on it, she apologized and I accepted her apology and then we cuddled and everything was fine. And then she left and I can't help but think she's upset. And so if you're listening, I just want to say, I'm sorry I reacted the way I, I did, but I was just so passionate about it and I've put weeks of thought into this and it affects probably 30 or 40 people in my business when I rearrange the deck chairs and, and reconfigure things, uh, you know, I didn't just take it lightly and it's not something that I'll let go unchallenged. So that's, that's just the, uh, you tangle, you tangle with the monster, you're going to get bitten occasionally. And, uh, and I am very, uh, instantaneous and unfiltered and that doesn't suit everyone. So I apologize if I was a little bit over the top, but at the same time, I'm just super, clear on focus and I understand that I'm not going to please everyone. So that's a wonderful quote for me to have today. Awesome. And that leads right into my quote, which is, 
by our good buddy Charles Darwin, going old school, it's, it is not the strongest of species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the most, but the one most responsive to change. And that just speaks for itself. I mean, it's so true. We live in this changing world. It goes back to your story of why we survived and the Homo erectus, I think is who it was, didn't survive. It was because we saw what was going down. We saw the way things were and we were responsive to that change. We saw them coming to the waterhole and we went and hunted animals. And in our business lives, you know, things are changing quickly. Search engine optimization tactics change. Paid advertising tactics change. Things are just changing around us so fast. And if we have our attention on it and we're able to respond to that change and make directions that are in line with the way things make movements that are in line with the way things are changing. We're gonna, um, our businesses will survive. Gosh, there's probably a whole episode in change, but that's one of the main things I learned as a manager was uh, coping with change in one of the cultures we breed. And it, here's an interesting thing I know there's, uh, I'll tell you the tale of two cities. No, I won't. You know, the, the sliding door thing the, where there's two people and one does some things and the other does the other things and one of them ends up better off. Well, I know there's, uh, there was these two communities. Let's just say that mine was one of them and then there's someone else had another one. And they both had about 500 members. And in the other community, they're all saying, oh, there's too many people. It's not the same as it used to be. It's changed. It's, uh, you know, there's too many people. And in the other one, my one, at 500, they're going, oh, this is so exciting. I think we could get 1,000 people here. This is going to be awesome. And that is because I created a culture that accepts change and encourages and embraces change. And they welcome new blood. They welcome new ideas. They welcome discussion. And here we are now with 600 and something members. And I could see us going up to around 1,000 without uh, breaking the culture that we have. And, and they'll embrace it because we understand that change is a constant that's weird, isn't it? It is, but it's so true. And good things include the potential for change. You know, change is not bad. Change, good things actually change the fastest. You know, it's, it's much easier to go to good to better than it is to go from bad to good. So I think that change is going to be a part of your life. And I don't know what the point of all that was other than that I agree with you. All right. Well, let's get into the tag tip section. All right. The first one we have is on systems and people. Now, this is the same thing that, that I already said before, which is the mindset of switching from selling to serving. And I think it was Steve Jobs. I don't know. There's a book about this. I, this came from somewhere that I can't quite pinpoint. And what you want to do is look for how you can serve people in your life, You know, your business, your communities, whatever it might be. And the easiest way to look for how to be of service is to look for things that you think would improve the experience for you because things that it's like it's like the person in the class who raises their hand and asks the question that everyone's thinking like if you have a feeling of something that might make something better just go for it because other people are going to have that are going to there's other people who are having those same thoughts so the easiest way to serve a community or the easiest way to serve your customers or your or your business whatever it is is to look at the things that you want and then come up with solutions for them Nice. Well, my tip this week is about mindset strategy, and that is uh, the thing that's working so well for Silver Circle members. Identify your weekly one thing goal. Have your mindset to accomplish one thing per week, just one, because at the end of the week, if you go, did I do it? Yes or no? Uh, it's easy to answer that. If you've got that level of focus, then it's hard to hide behind excuses. It's hard to blend in 20 things and you know just maybe do one or two but the little easy ones 
if you just have one bold, clear thing that's sitting out there all by itself, it's right there to get. And that will get you forward faster than just about anything I can think of. Awesome. And the third and last tip for the evening is, or morning or wherever you happen to be, (laughs) is on on lifestyle and it's to move your body. And I guarantee you that you do not move your body as much as you should in quotation quotation marks because more would be better. I mean, I, I even have this in our show notes before you mentioned it. Look at Super Fast Business and the Manu Minute Yoga Post. Do it once per day. Move your body once per day. Go to yoga class. Have a walk. Whatever it is, you will find. You know, get one of these. I have one of these big foam things. It's like this giant um, cylindrical foam roller, and I just lay down on it, and I roll I roll my back on it, and I roll my legs on it. It's like a foam roller. You can Google it and, and find it on Amazon. And even if you just take five minutes out of your day to roll your back over a foam roller, you're going to be more open. And, and, you know, your body is your vehicle. Your body is what supports you in everything that you're doing. And so taking care of it is a really, really good idea. It will, I guarantee, like, it's incredible how much, how much more you're able to accomplish with a functional, kick-ass, working, energetic body. So uh, get out there and move your body. I was wondering how you're going to guarantee that. So if they pass early, can they come back and claim that you misled them or something? Well, there's a 30-day guarantee. <laughs> so, so that's right, folks. Roll around like a cat and you know you should. So in summary, we've covered mindset, uh, behavior, results relating to community. What role does it play in your business and life? How are you participating? How can you use it to your advantage? Let us know your thoughts, listener. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of thinkactget.com. And uh, my good buddy Ezra and I will be back soon with a new fresh episode to tantalize you. Thank you so much. We'll catch you on the next one. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free. It's free.